Hello everyone, this is Xavier Billingsley from E.H. Hudson Consulting. Welcome to another episode of Proactive Project Manager Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about benefits realization. So in this podcast, we have a very special guest, Ramona Pitts. Ramona is a financial strategy and PMO leader with experience in driving in-depth financial, operational, and benefits analysis. She has a demonstrated track record of introducing new processes and tools that support an overall business strategy and improving project investment results in optimizing productivity. Now, those of you people who know me know that I'm really big when it comes to community service. And I must mention that Ramona's passion is for community service and mentoring teens and young adults, which I love. Welcome to the show, Ramona. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing well. And how are you, Xavier? I'm doing well. I can't complain on this uh, pretty humid day here in Chicago. I cannot complain. But thank you. I really appreciate you joining the show. Is there anything that you would like to add? I think it pretty much says it all about my passion for understanding return on investments um, for organizations. And this journey started in 2009, when I was tapped on the shoulder to develop a, a business case for three transformational projects in the organization that I worked at at the time. And ever since then, I have been leaning in into benefits realization and, and looking for the best outcome for an organization. All right. Great. Great. So can we talk just a little bit more about um, your experience when it comes to benefits realization? Um, were these roles, were you like a PPM analyst or were you actually part of the PMO? So for the one where I started benefits realization, I was actually in the EPMO and then I was tapped on the shoulder to join what was called the strategic operational program. And that consisted of three large program transformational programs. One was the web, the second was the enterprise data warehouse, and then the third one, which was the largest one, was a new billing system platform. And out of that um, grew the desire for the leadership to understand if we invest all these dollars, what is going to be the return? And then at the end, how are we going to measure that? And so that's how I got deeply involved into understanding, you know, what would be our path for benefits realization, working with external consultants and developing um, different plans to present to the organization. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. So when you um, implemented this and you guys started really to track benefits, which I know some organizations do it really, really well. Those really, really mature, mature organizations. Some do not. But what benefits did you guys see or did leadership see from actually beginning to track benefits on these programs? And after, you know, I know you said you did it for those specific three programs. Is it something that was implemented like in enterprise wide after that? Yes. And, and so what I would say, what the benefit was for doing this is accountability, mainly, right? 
we know that many people, they want to sell their ideas. So they put together a business case that supports the idea. However, what's lacking is after implementation, how do you know that you achieve that benefit? So the company, they were interested in like, we need to establish a plan for how we're going to make sure that we get those benefits. And so that was part of the process, like developing that after the fact and making sure that we had a team. And so, uh, of course, it started out for those three large programs. And because it was a success, it ended up being rolled out across the organization. I started a team and we started doing it for enterprise-wide or um, projects. Wow, that's really, really awesome. You know, but, you know, I know not everyone... Um, who listen to the show may really understand and know what benefits realization is, or they may have an idea. So can you just break down and explain what actually is benefits realization and why is it important to manage? I'd like to start with the technical definition. Of course, PMI approved definition and BRM, which is benefits realization management, is a set of processes that you use to identify and align benefits to a strategy. That's key, making sure that what you're working on aligns to the company strategy while you actively work to maintain those benefits as the program or project progresses through implementation. And so basically what you want to do is make sure you understand what is the expected return after the project has been implemented. Okay. All right. So when it comes to managing these benefits, you know, I've been in organizations where this is done in the, within the PMO. I've been in some organizations where this is handled by, um, by, by PPM, portfolio management, um, or within the financial space. From your experience, who is typically accountable for managing these benefits? Is it like the PM? Is it within the PMO? Or is it within PPM? Uh, what, 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 how does that happen from, from your experience? So it's different in every organization. And what I will say is that while projects ma- managers may have moved on to a different project, they know a lot about the process and they are well connected. And so it should be a joint effort in making sure that the benefits are tracked in some manner. So they start at the very beginning, making sure that things are in place as far as metrics and data to establish that process. And then it gets handed over to a benefits owner that you identify. Normally that's the business owner that presented the project as a viable option. According to PMI, the program manager is typically responsible for planning and and managing the benefits during the tenure of the project. But from my experience, most benefits don't actually aren't realized until after the project is, is, is done and the project has been handed over to the operational owner. And then, like you mentioned, you have the benefit owner who's responsible for or accountable for managing those benefits moving forward. So during the planning stage, like if the benefits aren't realized during the project, what does a PM really, or what should they really do when it comes to managing and tracking and planning for benefit realization? So I think that's where, if you have an established team partnering with 
that benefits realization team so that you are kept in the loop of any changes that are happening. The PM, they're working with the project, as I said earlier, day to day. So they know the ins and outs, what's happening, what could possibly impact the benefits. So working together with that benefits team, or maybe it's a finance team to say that these benefits are still on track. Also the business owner, it's keeping everyone in a loop as to changes that could impact those benefits. And although the benefits don't come until after the project has been implemented, it's good to make sure that they're still intact as the project progresses. So from your experience, are there benefits that actually happen during the project? Oh, yeah, there are some real-time benefits as far as it could be reducing a team, you know, to operationalize a process um, that requires less resources just based on some of the work that's being done early in the project. You can get benefits right at the start, right? It could be a cost reduction that happens right away just by implementing or preparing to implement a project. So yes, you do get benefits right off the bat and some they do take, you know, years and years to get the return on, right? So you have from the beginning to the end where benefits can be achieved. Hmm. Okay, I just thought about something. I can really see now where um, using the agile methodology on a project can really help materialize those benefits or realize those benefits a lot earlier. You know, I, I do know that uh, one of the advantages of doing projects in an agile fashion is that the customer can get value a lot sooner as opposed to waiting till the end. So if you're implementing like um, the, uh, the, the minimal viable product, I would imagine at that point, at that point is when you'll probably be able to start realizing benefits. So I can really see that being um, a catalyst or a, a benefit of, of going with an agile methodology as opposed to going with the more traditional waterfall methodology. I, I was just thinking about that and, 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 and just thinking how that would be a really, really, really strong pro for using agile um, delivery methodology. But, um, yeah, that, that, that is true. And, and it depends on the type of project, right? Because we know that with some MVPs or minimal viable projects, sometimes it's just foundational and it may not get you any benefits, but it sets you up to get benefits sooner, right? As you continue to work on whatever that project is, right? So you mm -hmm. can see it at the very beginning and sometimes it, it just depends on the project. So yes, I, I agree with that. That is a key benefit of doing Agile. Okay, perfect, perfect. Now, when I I typically see benefits called out very, very generic, like, you know, increase revenue, reduce cycle time, improve customer satisfaction. And I actually see this listed in the business case. Now, they're very generic benefits, but should the business case also outline how benefits should be measured and when benefits are forecasted to be delivered as well? Oh, definitely. That's the only way that you develop that accountability, right? Understanding the specifics, not the generics, right? Because when it's time to measure and track, if you have generic information, of course, you will not get what you're expecting, right? We know garbage in is garbage out. And so at the end of the project is like, what am I measuring? So you want to get as specific as you can 
with the metrics and how you're going to measure it and where you're going to get the data from. Okay. And that, that really makes a lot of sense to me. Um, so it, it, it really starts with the business, really the person who puts forth that business case and that, that the, the, the ideation as far as what, which benefits need to be realized. Cause I would find that when I, was a program manager, I would have to always go back to the business to get, you know, to sometimes even get the benefits or to figure out how these benefits should be measured and trying to pull together a benefits roadmap. I I would always have to go back and always thought to myself, it would be so much easier if this information was provided up front. Um, Not just easier, but it, it, you know, I think it, it, like you said, it make will make those folks, especially the business, the team, it, it, it makes you more accountable. And you're really, um, it's a lot better because now I know what result I'm actually delivering. And I, so I, I, it sounds to me that if we can really make it or have processes in place, whereas in the very beginning during ideation, when you even putting forth the business case for approval, those business, those benefits should really be outlined. And so who should really be res- accountable for making sure that that's done? Is that something done at the C-suite level? Is that something that should be um, part of governance of a PMO? What, 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 what are your thoughts there? And again, I, I, I believe it depends on the structure of an organization. Um, portfolio management is where I have typically seen, you know, the accountability, right? A combination. Um, the PMO, if there is a joint PMO and portfolio services, as well as you need the culture where senior leadership is supporting, you know, getting that information because I'm sure, Xavier, you know that it's difficult to get people to even sign up for benefits as well as even develop a business case, right, if they're not used to. So the culture has to be there and you have to have the support, as you said, of the C-level suite, right, in order to move the process forward. All right. Thank you. Thank you for that. So earlier you mentioned that the benefits should really align to the organization's strategic goals. Um, and you may, you may have already answered this, and I believe I know your answer. It, it, it probably depends on the structure and the culture of the company. But who is typically re- ensure that those project benefits are aligned with the strategic goal? And that would be a... It, okay, so if there is a benefits realization team, they should be checking that as well as portfolio management, because portfolio management, they're the ones that are approving the funding, right? And in order to get funded, they should be aligning it to say, hey, this is something that we should be working on. This should be a prioritized initiative, right? And then going, working with the business owner to say, how does this align to our strategic goals, right? So I would say it's the business owner, portfolio management, as well as that benefits realization team to make sure that it's working properly. Hmm, Okay. So it sounds like that process should really take place during the intake phase. Okay. Which makes a lot of sense to me. A lot of sense. All right. Thank, thank you for that. So as a, as a project manager, let's say I'm in an organization and we're probably, we're not that mature yet. Um, 
and maybe I'm working with C-suite level or senior um, leadership level. And just as an added value, although we don't do this traditionally in our organization, I want to be able to show them to, you know, to be able to track and, and, and manage benefits at the project level. Um, do you have some ideas of like what tools um, a PM could use or, you know, if, if, even if I'm a, a smaller PMO, what, how can I even start to even begin managing and, and tracking those benefits? And, and, and hopefully, I, I think what I would really be looking for ultimately is that it's something that the organization would see valuable and at some point would want to adopt based on, you know, seeing the benefits that this can provide once we start managing benefits, you can really see the results, you can see your ROI and all these different things. So if I'm a PM or if I'm a smaller PMO, how do I even start managing benefits? Like what tools should I use? You know, how, how, what process is there like a, a standard process for managing benefits? How do, how, how do we even start? I, I always recommend starting um, with the business case and in the business case, you have clearly articulated benefits, right? And tools, as far as a tool is concerned, right? If you're smaller, you may not have access to a PPM tool such as Clarity, where you can really capture all the elements of a business case. So I always go back to my standard Excel spreadsheet, right? You can develop all different types of models to capture your KPIs, key performance indicators, right? Metrics that you want to establish after the project has been implemented for measurement. So I always say, start with your business case and then your tool could be Excel as a small organization and then begin to explore other tools that have um, better capabilities, right? If you don't want to use Excel as that type of tool. Got it. Got it. So as a PM, if I want to include this as maybe the managing of, of, of these benefits as part of like my status report or, you know, for, for, for steering, um, what types of things should I even have as part of that report? You know, when I'm, I, of course, I know I would have the name of the benefit that, that I'm tracking. Um, at that point, I should have some type of KPIs. But what types of, um, if, if, if I put this in a spreadsheet, what types of things should I be tracking to make sure that, you know, we're on track for delivering these benefits? And at what point do should I, raise the alarm to leadership that maybe one of these benefits is at risk? So, of course, um, with any status report, your scope is going to be important, right? Because if your scope changes, more than likely your benefits would change, as well as your cost, right? If the cost is, you know, continue to grow, that impacts your benefits. And then schedule, right? If the time has shifted, when you're expecting the start to receive the benefits will also shift. So as with any other project manager, you know, they always keep a pulse on those three things. And I think that's important for benefits realization as well, because those are the things that would impact the benefits. And so keeping track of those 
will help you keep track of how your benefits will or will not come to fruition. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I, that makes sense to me. And it, it also seemed like if, as you mentioned, if, if this is all happening during intake, you get all of this information, you have your benefits as part of the, the business case, you know how they should be measured, you know when it's forecasted. When you're um, tracking benefits during the project, I, I would imagine at some point it would be kind of critical to make sure that you have those benefits somehow traced back to scope of some sort. And if that scope yeah. isn't being delivered, then you can say, okay, this particular um, benefit is at risk or this particular capability is at risk because this particular piece of scope is at risk as well. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. That, that definitely makes sense to me. So are there, what, I know, you know, some, some of the, the, the benefits I mentioned earlier around, you know, making sure that, you know, you have reduced cycle time or improved customer faction. Those are more tangible benefits. Does it make sense to also track those intangible benefits like staff engagement or job satisfaction? I would say that um, since there are so many intangible benefits that you could trace to a project, I think there would be value in tracking the ones where an organization really want to understand and see traction and improvement in that particular measurement, if there's a way to track it and measure it, right? Because some intangible benefits, they're just very... Um, difficult to track. So if you are able to, I would say yes. And I would just pick specific ones where I really want to see growth. So as a, a PM or a program manager, is this something, a conversation that you think would be necessary to have with the sponsor or stakeholder when um, when we're going through, you know, the, the, the benefits that will be tracked and how they're going to be measured? Are these, is this, is, do you think this will be a relevant question to even bring up? Oh, definitely. And I think that the, the program owner or project owner, whatever we call them, the stakeholder, the key stakeholder, they should be that close and intimate with their business case and what they're trying to achieve that they even bring it up in the conversation right and we're talking about a culture that is a little bit more mature right um, they understand that benefits are important um, what you measure matters and what measures matters get measured uh, mm -hmm. that's the way that i look at it um, and so they would be very key in that conversation and making sure that they get that help and support and driving towards that end result now, I know we talked a little bit about um, like who is accountable um, for managing benefits during a project. Uh, you mentioned that the business owner or the sponsor is um, accountable for making sure that those benefits are even documented and, and, and as well as documenting how it should be measured. You also meant it, uh, mentioned the role of the benefits owner. Outside of those folks, are there any other key stakeholders who should actually be involved when it comes to managing those benefits? Yes, um, I would say that the other party that we didn't mention is finance, right? It is important that they are at the table so they can 
build budgets around those targets that have been called out in the business cases, as well as make sure that any changes that happen are included in in their budget updates for the following years or the long term, right? We want to make sure that that helps drive the accountability as far as benefits are concerned. All right. All right. All right. Well, I think um, this has been, you know, extremely helpful for me. You know, some of the things that, you know, I I, I, I have somewhat of a, a passion when it comes to benefits realization. And it's one of those things that I really felt, even as a PM, that would really add value. Um, and, you know, I think with you, with, with, you know, with your experience and you, you know, working with organizations and working with, with, with PMOs and making sure that um, providing processes and procedures and governance around how benefits should be tracked and managed, um, I think is a, a, a true testament to your talent, um, Ramona. And, you know, you really have a unique gift. Um, and I, I really appreciate you coming onto the show and really just helping us, enlightening us on what benefit realization is, you know, some, some tools we can use on how to manage it, where to start, you know, starting with the business case that it should take place during intake. I think all of those things are really, really important. I really appreciate you coming onto the show and, and, and sharing with us. So before we conclude our interview today, um, is there anything else that, that, that you would like to add? Maybe a question I didn't, didn't ask that maybe you just thought of later or um, in any final closing statements? Well, I will close out with, you know, the process. The process is very important. And I did already mention that having a culture of openness and being able to institute the process is key. Um, I have seen in my experience where there are pockets of people who do not align to the process. And so that makes it difficult to get it going. But once it is implemented, it adds a lot of value to the organization and it helps with prioritizing the initiatives and making sure that that organization is working on the right programs. So I, I would just add that that benefits realization, when it is done well, it is a benefit, no pun intended, to the organization. <laughs> and thank you so much for um, the invite and having me. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Again, I really appreciate you coming on to the show today and spending time with us. Thank you again for joining and listening to the podcast. And everyone, have a beautiful day. And thank you so much. Thank you again, Ramon. Enjoy your day. Bye-bye. Thank you.